and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, uh, sisters, I have good news for you. <laughs> What's your news, Sid? The 90s are back. I think they are. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 90s seem to be back, which is, I don't know, if, actually, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for us, because like part of our job is to remind everybody of all the cool stuff that happened in the 90s. <laughs> Wait, did we cause this to happen? Is that what? <gasps> did we do this? Did Guys, we bring the 90s back? the 90s back. It was That's amazing. all us. We're why they made the new Ghostbusters. Uh, we're why they made a new MTV channel called MTV Classic mm. uh, to air old MTV shows. We're why Hey Arnold is now becoming a, uh, a movie. Hey Arnold is mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like a all car- because of us. Yeah, get get us, get on us, go us. I know, go sisters, and and another Clinton presidency, mm-hmm. know, possibly mm-hmm. probably Maybe. on the horizon. Mm-hmm. That is the nineties. Jared Leto is dreamy again. He never stopped. Never stopped being dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome, Jared Leto. You're welcome, Jared. <laughs> Because of us, you're still dreaming. You've you've become relevant again, and it's all thanks to us. We will take full credit for that. So, Hey Arnold coming back, huh? Yep. That was a good cartoon. Yeah, I love that cartoon. That cartoon had a lot of heart. Like, that was funny, but there were a lot of sad episodes. Like, what was the one with the pigeon guy? And then the pigeons, like, Mm, flew off with him. It's like the sad pigeon guy that no one understood. (laughs) And then the pigeons fly off with him. Is that <laughs> they what like, happens? They like take him to somewhere where he can not, where he can be appreciated. Did Did you all ever think about? Just hear me out. That uh, <laughs> that Stewie Griffin is Arnold. <laughs> look at their this, look at their head shape. <laughs> Wait, this is just based solely on head shape. Look at their head shape. Oh, Riley's got Who a else fan has theory. That head shape? <laughs> Riley, here's what I need you to do. I need you to sit down and start writing out this theory in great detail. Only type it on the internet and post it somewhere <laughs> and start letting it permeate. Um, here's the whole theory. Stewie Griffin is hey Arnold. <laughs> no. If, if <laughs> there is no detail. That is the theory. If you're going to have some wild internet fan theory, it's got to be more fleshed out than that. You have to have like background. What you need to do is watch both all of Hey Arnold again and all of Family Guy again all of it and then find references that like you can cross like oh but look at this and then they said you know like reasons why they're connected do you think arnold's name really is hay and his last name's arnold and his name really isn't arnold (laughs) no i don't i don't at all (laughs) what's his last name 100 percent, definitely not don't think that i i don't remember (laughs) arnold's last name but i'm pretty sure it wasn't arnold and his first name was hay i think it was because people would say hey arnold (laughs) You know, like to get his attention. Now, wait a second, though. But we didn't ever see Arnold's parents, right? Like, he no, lived he with lives his... with his grandparents, right? Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe they could be brothers. Maybe oh. this is a, I don't know. Maybe it's like a lost child situation. You know, right? Yeah, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. So his parents are really Lois and Peter Griffin. But is that what you're saying? I'm not actually gonna follow you down this road. <laughs> <laughs> like well maybe it was only one of their children maybe they're half brothers hmm. yeah i don't know that oh i don't want to i don't know i'm not I I was, I was trying to go through the motions for you i can't <laughs> i'm gonna get out of my depth here too when it comes to hey arnold because while i did watch some hey arnold i enjoyed it it was not it was definitely not one of my top cartoons that i watched 
so I don't know that I would be able to speak about it very. It was it was in my top like ten. Your top ten? It was in my top ten, not my top five. That's a lot of cartoons. Got a lot of cartoons. Got a lot of cartoons. There was some. I, I I'm trying to remember when it was exactly that cartoons became something that it was still cool to watch when you got older. Uh. Because I don't, I don't think it started that way. But definitely, by the time I graduated high school, there were cartoons that everybody watched. I feel like that kind of came into like popularity, probably with like the Adult Swim Swim generation. You know, I think that was kind of the first time. It's like, oh, we don't have to make all these for kids. Teenagers like these too, and adults. Like, I think that kind of started the movement. Maybe was like, but was Beavis and Butthead before that? Well, Beavis and Butthead came from Liquid Television. I'm pretty sure. Because that, that was what, I mean, I remember thinking not only was Beavis and Butthead cool to watch, like it was specifically geared towards us as teenagers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was not like, It was not safe for kids. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of cartoons that are cartoons, but they're not meant for children to watch them. Yeah, and I, like I don't adults. know, I don't well, know exactly I'm, when that happened. I mean, I, I guess in the 90s is when that happened, right? So like you talked about liquid television, that would have been the 90s, late 80s, maybe early 90s. Yeah, and that one, I mean, the original, I, The Simpsons was probably the first cartoon that people of all ages watched, but that was definitely, like, yeah. you know, at all that same time period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no no child should have been watching Liquid Television. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was disturbing, disturbing stuff. I remember we would actually, uh, Mom wouldn't let us watch it. We'd watch it at Kyle's house, our cousin. Uh, yeah. The, the, you know, the cool aunt that let us watch Liquid Television. Which is funny because our parents didn't, like, typically, they let us watch anything. Yeah. We were the kids, we were the house you came to to watch the shows you weren't allowed to watch otherwise. I mean, I started watching Family Guy when I was four. Yes, you did. So. That is very true. I mean, but, like, I remember there was a time, I know this isn't a cartoon, a little off the subject, which, by the way, we're talking about cartoons. (laughs) That wasn't clear. clear. It was clearly. We're talking about cartoons now. Uh, But uh, Married with Children was a show that I know we had friends who weren't allowed to watch. <laughs> uh, Mom and Dad loved that show, though. We, we watched, watched it, it like as a family. Yeah. Like it's family time. Let's watch Mary Rachel. That was Those were the Bundys. Mm-hmm. You're vaguely aware that that show existed. Mm-mm. Nothing? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, man. man. Well, that's not a cartoon, so not relevant. Well, it's not what we're talking about today, Sydney, so get back on the topic. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. We'll revisit like, that. You missed out on the best show <laughs> of all time. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I did rewatch that recently, that and uh, and uh, Roseanne. And they hold up pretty well. Do they? Yeah. I enjoyed them. I've seen some Roseanne like in reruns more recently and thought, like, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, Roseanne. Never seen that either. Well, anyway. Right. Cartoons. Cartoons. <laughs> so the Simpsons were banned for a lot of kids I knew. Yeah? Yeah. Because Bart was like a bad kid. <laughs> you know, you're running around telling people to eat your shorts before long. No way. Not my kids. <laughs> exactly. Like he told people to eat his shorts and he rode a Riding skateboard. A skateboard. Skateboards are dangerous. Play with yeah. a slingshot. No way. <laughs> slingshot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was always getting detention. Always. Every, every single day he was writing on that board. Every yeah. Sunday. How did he get detention on Sundays? Well, I mean, Riley, I know that the show was aired on Sundays, but I don't know that. <laughs> they actually film it on a school day. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> fact about The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Someday we'll figure out where Springfield is. And we'll go there and you can see. I like how ambiguous they are about where it is. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, I, that makes me laugh. That's, that, a, that's a, a pretty good. funny goof. 
Um, but everyone there is jaundiced, however, unfortunately. That's true. That's too bad. Um, what about what about Family Guy? I mean, that was pretty much the Simpsons like copied over, right? Oh, I, I mean, uh, I think ten years that. later. I think that there was definitely inspiration drawn from The Simpsons. Oh. I mean, you'd be, you'd, you know, I think any anybody involved with it yeah. would be lying if they said there wasn't. Which, yeah. I mean, to but to an extent, like Sim- The Simpsons is, if you think about a cartoon that wasn't just for kids, mm-hmm. that was meant for adults and teenagers to be watching and ha- has gone on to spawn like all of these kind of like inspirations from i mean like every cartoon since then has to at least in some way acknowledge the simpsons yeah in that same way that like you'd be hard pressed to say that there are a lot of rock bands today who don't in some way acknowledge that the beatles were important you know what i mean (laughs) so the simpsons are the beatles of the cartoon universe (laughs) Does okay. That the, does that give the Simpsons too much credit? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, no, they've, they've stuck around for 27 seasons. That's, uh, that's, uh, there's been, like, Riley, there have been Simpsons for your entire life. Yeah, that's almost twice my lifespan. Yeah. You know, when Charlie was born and we brought her home from the hospital, there was an Every Simpsons Ever marathon running. I remember running. this. I remember that. Yep. And that was, those were the, the, whatever, it was like a week or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was all we did when we first got home from the hospital. We had the Simpsons on all the entire time. And I still to this day think like someday I'm going to look at Charlie and say, do you know that the first week of your life, all you watched was the all, Simpsons. in the background, I mean, you weren't aware of it. You couldn't see that far, but in the background of your life, the Simpsons was on 24 seven. Couldn't was, see that far. Well, you know, they, she couldn't yet. <laughs> Well, I was stuck on the couch breastfeeding nonstop. I felt like every 30 seconds for a week. At least the Simpsons were on. Keep yeah. any company. I watched all of them. Well, more, you know, I mean, I slept too. <laughs> you didn't watch every single one of them? No. 24 hours a day? We used to be really into the Simpsons, though. Do you remember having their tape or their music? Oh, okay. yeah. What was the, uh, oh, oh they Deep, ha- Deep Trouble. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, they, they, they cut an album. Riley. They did. They did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Driver lounging in the car listening to uh, Bart Simpson. And then there was, what was the other one? Sibling Rivalry? Yeah, you and yeah. I used to sing that uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Totally. You were, you were the Bart Simpson, though. Was I? I could, Yeah, between the two of us, for sure. And I was Lisa. Yeah. Does that make me Maggie? Definitely. I think you're Maggie, for Does sure. Does that mean I never talk? <laughs> I, need <to> play, <laughs> I need to play this for you. This, I do this need music. to hear this. Now, Deep Deep Trouble was a bit of a rap. So it's for me. Yes, so you can sing it for us later. (laughs) It's all for me. Um, Do you remember any of it, Taylor? No. Is that a lie? I I I, no I. I remember the it was like the second verse. Like I was in the front yard mowing like crazy, sweating like a pig, and the sun is hazy. (laughs) Homer's in the driveway getting in the car with mom and Lisa. Hope they're going real far. The dad yells, Bart, and I, I, I yell, yo. He says, you done yet? And I go, no. <laughs> you say, oh, she's like, I don't remember this. She's got it all. Said, I think I remember a little bit of it. Like, we have a little bit of verse. I, used, I had the whole thing memorized when I was younger because I thought it was the coolest thing that had ever happened. It was a Bart Simpson rap, and so I memorized it and sang it. It's real cool. And I was always in so much deep, deep trouble. Mm-hmm. No. Because you're such a troublemaker. You're such a Bart. Uh, no. I was a total Lisa. Um, but you're right. You mentioned liquid television. And I think 
like with liquid television, there were all these weird, crazy cartoons that as a kid kind of made me uncomfortable. Like we shouldn't be watching this. I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) That's something bad. That has something to do with sex. I don't know what it does. I don't know what kind of, or like why, but it does. (laughs) That is a sex thing. Um, It's like Eon Flux was on that. And that used to just, disturbed me i wanted to watch it i knew it was cool but it was like just made me feel bad <laughs> weird yes. yes like i can't and especially because w- we would watch it all together and so i'd be sitting there thinking like i'm watching this with my cousins and like nope. this is weird i don't know what's happening but it's again this is a sex thing i think <laughs> and flex all a sex thing <laughs> i think <laughs> is it i don't know people seem almost naked all the time yeah um but beavis and butthead now that was that I felt like we could really own because I watched it and I thought it was really funny. You've Riley, have you at least seen some Beavis and Butthead? I have not. You're not. Are you even aware? Like when I say those names, like, can you conjure images of what they look like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. so you have some familiarity. I have an idea, but I have never seen the show. And it was great because they also watched music videos on the show. So you were watching music videos and watching show and a show. It was a, it show, was a show, show. show. Yeah. Ooh. But I remember like mom and dad seeing us watch that and not getting at all why we were watching it, which is when you're a teenager, I think that's what you're striving for, right? <laughs> to be incomprehensible yeah. to the older generations. Yes. <laughs> like when I was watching a cool teen TV show on Netflix the other day and mom walks by and goes, Ooh, what's that? That looks cool. I want to watch that. I was like, mm, nope, oh, changing no. it. <laughs> I'm never watching what? this again. What was the cool teen TV show? Or can we not know? Vampire Diaries. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I actually watched like the first season of that. It's really so good. It was. It was but, really good. But then I heard that everybody I liked on it left the show later. So what? Never mind. I'm only on season two, Sydney. Oh, well, I don't mean to spoil anything. Spoiler alert. God. Anyway. Spoiler Sid over specifics. here. Spoiler oh, Spoiler Sid. <laughs> <laughs> and Conspiracy Theory Riley. <laughs> Tay, Tay, what do you have against TV shows? I don't know. I'm, I'm, and I'm normal, not have any weird, crazy hangups, Taylor. <laughs> Super not true. <laughs> um, but, then, uh, but then after that came Daria, which was... Mm much better in terms like for me like as right. what you know i like beavis and butthead i got daria well and it was it was directly a spinoff though because daria was a mm-hmm. character on beavis and butthead and then yep yeah got her own show they used to call her diarrhea yeah i love daria daria yes. is amazing i love daria daria i think unites us all because it especially speaking from i think a, a female perspective right now um that to see like a cool uh, smart and not not into not into anybody really not into i mean yes she had a crush on jane's older brother mm-hmm. that was like a mm-hmm. constant thing but it wasn't who she was it wasn't her whole day it wasn't her whole thing yeah and she was every time you thought there were several times where you thought like daria was gonna like be a little more i don't know like like get over her hang-ups mm-hmm. you know and be a little less thorny and a little softer she wasn't did you like that i liked it because it was unapologetic well it was who she was they never felt the need to soften out her hard edges to make her more likable Mm -hmm. well and it wasn't just like that that show had some pretty serious content to it like it wasn't just cliche like oh she's angsty and complains about that i remember there was one episode about a 
a classmate that died that was a real jerk. And Daria yeah. was trying to come to terms with the fact that, like, just because he died doesn't mean he's not a jerk. Like, he wasn't a jerk his entire life, which was kind of a complicated thought process for, you know, a, a cartoon. Yeah. No, well, I mean, the characters, I think, were very uh, multi-layered. I mean, Daria was, but uh, so was Jane, who mm. was initially you thought was just going to be as kind of like dark and cynical and, and kind of like that twisted sense of humor that we were supposed to expect from Daria. But there were times where Jane was a lot, a lot more almost human, <laughs> like a lot mm-hmm. more emotional, a lot softer, a lot easier on people, not so hard on people all the time. In ways that were very, you could connect with very well, and like times where even she was like, "Geez, Daria, lay off." <laughs> well, and, they, and even like the characters that should have been throwaway, like the you know, like Brittany, the cheerleader character, or like Quinn, you know, the like the popular sister character. Like they were all they all still episodes that would purposely undermine the cliche that they they represent. Which I don't know, I thought that was cool. Like you know, it was uh, the whole cast was likable. Mm-hmm. The parents even got episodes like that. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the conspiracy theory about Daria? Oh, no. Oh, what are you going to tell me that now? she's adopted. Why? Because, like, she's nothing like her. She doesn't like, really even look like her sister or parents. And who's that one woman? She's not in a bunch of episodes, but, like, she looks like just like an older version of Daria. Like, she oh, wears the same glasses. The, and, uh, the cliched angry feminist. Yes. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Hmm. Like, she wears the same glasses as Daria and kind of looks like Daria, same hair color. I know who you're talking about, but I don't, um, I don't remember She's her a name. teacher. Yes. I don't remember her name, but I saw a conspiracy theory that she's really Daria's mom and that, that she's not related to any of the, um, what's her last name? Morgendorfer. Morgendorfer. Yeah. She's not related to any of them at all. Oh, uh, I don't buy that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't endorse that. No, I think it celebrates that there are, you can have a family that feels very different from you. Because actually, you know what, it, on the surface, you would, I think, interpret it that way. But then the more you got to know the other characters, the more you saw, like, like there was one episode I remember where Quinn is really smart. Yeah. And remember, she doesn't like being the smart girl. So she goes back, goes back to, to pretending like smart. she's not smart yeah. because she can't handle it. But the truth is, Quinn is really smart. Yeah, mom called me Quinn once. <laughs> and I didn't know whether to, to take offense or to be like, oh, okay, fair. <laughs> I was always very much a Jane. I'd like to think. I think that's true. Yeah. I always thought of you as a Jane. I could see that. The the one and that's what the, the one move the show made that oh it just bummed me out was when they had Daria steal Jane's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was never a thing in the show. Like that, that you were right. Like it was never a show about relationships. And then that was like kind of towards the end of it, and yeah. really just bummed me out. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a Daria move. No, it wasn't no. at all. And then Jane just tried to, like, find a way to be okay with it. Which, oh, okay, also, you know, like, real writing. But I don't know. I wish they didn't. I wish they hadn't done that with the character. I gotta go back and watch it all again. I have the entire thing on DVD. <laughs> it's still at my house. Well, and the, the cool thing about, well, when, so when Daria was being released, it was an MTV show. And they had all of this very recognizable music in the background. Mm-hmm. But then the biggest problem with the DVD release was they getting the rights to all of these songs. So actually, the official release has different music. Huh. Yeah. I, it, I, didn't, I didn't know that. But you know what? I might not know that because I have a bootleg. Well, yeah. So the, yeah. The, the bootleg is the one that you can actually hear the way it was supposed to be. And that was another cool thing about it is like, you know, they had a lot of good music um, yeah. in the original that one. Was, that was really interesting little tidbits. You know, I'm going to call you now. 
Oh, and my tidbit tay. Your tidbit tay. <laughs> Mine doesn't. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> hey, t- tidbit tay, you get that from tidbit Tom. By that the way. True, that's true. Yeah. I don't, my that's name doesn't have alliteration in it. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh. Spoiler, Sid and tidbit tay. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out yeah. as we go. We'll, we'll get there. It, irrational fan theory, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Flows a little better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something like ruining your favorite shows, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I st- I'll never get over what you did to Rugrats. Oh, that's right. I remember that. We can't go back down that, no. that dark hole. I don't think I ever talked about the actual theory on the show. That's uh, not. I think I mentioned it, but then told you all about it afterwards. It's very upsetting. It is very upsetting. Don't ever read the. That was a. That was a good cartoon. That was like, a great we didn't even, even talk about Rugrats. Rugrats was a great I cartoon. I loved Rugrats. That mm. was my jam. Yeah. The the um, Rugrats, and that was in a block with, uh, what else was on with Rugrats? We had, well, that was the, all like Rugrats and Doug. Doug, Doug was great. Yeah. Doug was great. Um, Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, Patty, you're the mayonnaise for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Patty, you're the mayonnaise for me. You know, uh, I, I'm taking Tidbit Tay's job here. But the voice <laughs> of Patty uh, Mayonnaise is uh, the same as Yoko Jones from Orange is the New Black. Oh, I really? They're that. the same person. I, I can, can hear that. that. Yeah, yeah totally. I can hear that. There you go. Uh, um, an uh, important cartoon for me from back in the day was Space Ghost Coast Coast. That, uh, I remember, well, that, that was the thing that you and Justin shared in your, yes. in your young relationship. We used to sit on the phone and because it was late in the evening and we weren't like, we could hang out. It was school night. So we would sit and talk on the phone and watch. Riley's giving me the worst look and watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, I love is Space it? Ghost. It is. It's, it's cute. That's nerd love. I like that. I, I was a big fan of Brack. So when they had the Brack show starring Brack, I really liked that. Well, and Musical Barbecue, uh, uh-huh. the album that was the Space yeah. Ghost Coast Coast album, Sidney and I could sing word for word for a while there. <laughs> Somebody left a cake <laughs> out in the rain. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I was going to eat that cake, but now it's all wet, and I don't think I want any. <laughs> I'm going to have to share this with you, right? Because I love you, baby. Uh, uh, this weekend, we have a long car trip to, to the beach. Um, Taylor, you will be there with us for a portion of it. Can we? Can, can we? We a hundred percent can. Can we someone can play, find it? We're gonna play musical barbecue, and I'm. I can't wait though because you know, mom and dad are gonna start listening and go. Wait a second. Why do I know? Oh no! Is this back? Is this again? I thought we were past this. No. Uh, Zorak was always my favorite on that too. <laughs> that that was a great, and that was uh, original Adult Swim. Was that part of the original lineup for Adult Swim? Oh yeah, that's the thing that kind of launched Adult Swim. I mean, if memory serves, this was a, a Space Coast Coast to Coast was like a New Year's thing. They just did like a one-time New Year's countdown on Cartoon Network, and mm-hmm. then it was so well received. I mean, maybe it was planned at that point, but then that became Space Coast to Coast to Coast, and that was the thing that really I think launched Adult Swim. I mean, yeah, which I mean was. Always my favorite, although I think Adult Swim grew into a lot of other great things that may kind of lead us into stuff Riley's more aware of. Yeah. Well, that, like? Well, the original Adult Swim had C-Lab. It had, yeah. uh, well, you had Harvey Birdman after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I did watch that. You yeah. did. I was probably way too young to be watching that, but I did watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. It's harmless. 
sort of. Uh, the thing I like most about Aqua Teen Hunger Force is that you know they were supposed to be superheroes, right? Like they're supposed to be crime fighters. They were. They were. That was the whole thing. Like they're. It, so if you haven't seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force, this is going to sound like the craziest thing anyone's ever seen. <laughs> so there was a sh- a big anthropomorphic shake, like milk <laughs> a milkshake, shake. fries, and ball of meat, like ground beef, like <laughs> was a hamburger. A wad, technically. A meat wad. <laughs> <laughs> and the three of them, were they live in this like old crummy house. And it's really just about the weird things that they're into and their neighbor and that kind of that They're kind of crazy stuff. antics. Yes, but it like they're supposed to be crime fighters. Like that's how the opening theme song. Like I that's, did not that's know that, that whole and like the opening sequence. It's all about how they're going to fight crime, but then they don't, which I guess is another layer to the joke because they're already a piece of meat and a milkshake and some <laughs> French fries. A lot of meat, if you will. Sorry. Yes, that was amazing. Justin still wants us to go for halloween some year as the three like me and him and charlie can you oh, make charlie the meat she's gotta like, be the meat one he wants to dress her as meat one <laughs> and i'm like i one we're gonna go door to door and people are gonna go what <laughs> and two charlie will never forgive us when she looks back at pictures of her <laughs> dressed as a meat one i have to request that the only body parts you can see in this meat one costume are two feet two and hands two little hands and her face <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to, I want to keep talking about adults, women moving us forward, but, uh, but can we take a break and check the group message real quick? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's, why don't we check out the group message? Riley, why don't you tell us? Can I do it this week? You can do it. Yeah. Riley was very upset that she, that I didn't let her talk enough last week. When we kind of just kind of kept doing I, your things. I butted in. So this week still, I'm going to get real excited about it. Everyone's going to want me to do it from now on. You should be excited. Um, this is exciting. This week, Still Buffering is sponsored in part by Take My Wife, uh, a new CISO uh, exclusive, and that is S-E-E-S-O dot com, which is, do you all know what CISO is? Tell us what CISO is. Right? I'll tell I you. I mean, we do, but, um, but those listening at home may not. It is a new ad-free streaming comedy service with new originals, quotable classics, late night, and stand-up specials. <laughs> Uh, Take My Wife is a new show on CISO about careers, couples, comedy, and motorcycle rackets, which, like, you know, sounds sounds pretty, sounds pretty good, huh. right? Yeah, there's this is a, gonna... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, there's a super cute trailer for it, if any of that out there in the world. It looks it looks great. I'm su- I'm psyched on it. It does. Yeah, this looks like a really great new show. It's with um, real-life married couple and stand-up comedians Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher, who are already super funny, mm-hmm. and then you combine them on this show that they help to create and write as well as, as mm-hmm. star in. Um, so you really should check it out. And CISO itself is a really great new streaming service. Um, eventually, you're going to be able to check out a My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show on CISO. Uh, and then they have a lot of other great like classic shows, like, for instance, Parks and Recreation, which I can binge watch any mm-hmm. day of the week. Me too. Um, Saved by the Bell. 30 Rock. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so you need to check out CISO anyway, but especially for this new TV show, Take My Wife, because it looks amazing. And and guess what, y'all? What, got a, what y'all? Got a code for you. Uh-oh. If you use, uh, if you go to CISO.com, that is S-E-E-S-O.com, and use the promo code TAKEMYWIFE, all one word, you get two months free of CISO. So that's amazing. That's amazing. That's an amazing opportunity to check out this new streaming service. Um, check out this new show, Take My Wife. And it really, find the trailer for it. Take My Wife on CISO. It, you will be as bowled over, I think, as we were when we watched it. Yeah, it, is very, like it was very really funny. funny. We show. watched it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all laughed together. And you can laugh, too, with your laugh loved ones with at us. home. 
So one more time, Riley, what's that address? You can go to CISO.com, that is S-E-E-S-O.com, and use the promo code TAKEMYWIFE to get two months free of CISO. All right, so back to cartoons. Let's get back to cartoons. All right. So with, we were talking about Adult Swim, and that kind of led us into first Robot Chicken? Well, uh, because we're going into the modern era as we kind of, I'm leading us into Family Guy. Is that where we're I'm, going? So I'm that's, guiding us into Family Guy. You kind of just like, you, you got rid of your transition there. You kind of just went right into I know, it. I'm just telling you. See, where I want to get, guys, is Family Guy. So tell me how to get Why do you want to get to Family Guy? <laughs> because, well, for Riley, because I feel like well, that was true. a formative. She did love Riley. That yeah. was like, that. I loved Riley. <laughs> that was Family Guy loved Riley. Um, it did. Uh, that was my first cartoon experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you started your life off with Family Guy, and Charlie started hers off with The Simpsons. This is a, this is a familial yes. theme. Who will um, turn out better? But before, I think I already have. <laughs> before we leave the MTV generation behind, though, I do want to mention Celebrity Deathmatch. Not exactly oh. a cartoon. It was claymation, but... And I feel like I heard that was maybe coming back. They were going to do like a special, but that was an... I thought I loved that show. I don't know if it would hold up now, but it was great. Like, right, I don't even know if you're familiar. It was Claymation, and they would just pick two celebrities to just have a epic clay fight, and they were really brutal, and they were really goofy, and it was a really fun TV show that actually, over time, developed some weird narrative where you actually were invested in like the host's personal lives. Yep. <laughs> like, what was the, the female correspondent with Stacy Cornflake? Is that her name? That's, yes, yes. Right. man. That was a <laughs> deep cut there. Oh, Tibete. Tibete. <laughs> no, that that really was that fun. Although when I look back, I feel kind of bad about, I know that an aspect of watching that was to see like some of the pop stars or whoever that you just didn't like mm-hmm. getting their little clay butts kicked mm-hmm. by other little clay figures of people maybe you did like. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's a little brutal in retrospect. I could see that being very entertaining. But it was all fake. I mean, yeah. with no, no, there were no, no celebrities were really harmed, <laughs> which I think may have even been part of the think, opening thing. Yeah, I think the copy at the beginning said something about like the celebrity impersonations are very bad. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I I want to watch that. It seems pretty interesting. I bet you could use that little computer that you carry around everywhere with you, called a phone. <laughs> and find it on the internet. That little computer I carry <laughs> with me? They are. We carry computers with us every day. It's a great time to be alive. Hmm. Sydney, what just, what just happened? <laughs> Where did you go? Saying. Technology everywhere. Car- we're talking about cartoons. Get, yeah. get, get with us. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Sydney's waxing poetic about iPhones. Right <laughs> Sydney has wandered off. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's an amazing time. Anytime we want to know these things, like do you want to see Celebrity Deathmatch? Just look look on YouTube. You probably can find it. I mean, yeah, I, I bet you can. I needed you to tell me that, it's though. A, a quick note on that on YouTube. Uh, who are these amazing people who put all of these television shows on YouTube? I, I mean, I don't know them personally. No. <laughs> I love these. Like, I mean, we can find all of, <laughs> all of Dragon's Den on YouTube. And I love the people who do this. And I'll never know them. But I love them. I mean, I'm sure the people that like properly license these shows and attempt to make money off of them don't love those people. But (laughs) (laughs) we found Justin found this old game show uh, from the UK from the 90s called Cluedo that was like a live action clue. Hmm. 
That sounds fun. The, the, sort, of, sort of. Yeah, like a live action clue. I guess that's a fair. There were like videos of it and then you had to solve the solve the crime. They had teams like celebrity and crime, mm, like actual you, police how you, investigators. How do you spell this so I can go home and watch this? Cl- clue with a doe on the <laughs> D-O. Mm-hmm. That's actually what Clue is called in the UK. Cluedo? Cluedo. And if you are listening in the UK, Cluedo is called Clue here. <laughs> <laughs> so Pluto. Cluedo. Cluedo. Is it? It comes from the word clue, and then I think that like the Latin for play is like Ludo. Plato. We're Cluedo. We're talking about Plato. No, is, no. Is there an accent on the dough? <laughs> Cluedo. Like Homer Simpson. Cluedo. Any, anybody Cluedo. that gets that reference, five points. <laughs> I don't. I don't work. Nope, we lose. Plato. Are you afraid of the dark? Zido a- accent on the dough. Oh my gosh! Mm, yeah, that wow. was not a cartoon. That was not a cartoon. No, You're right. Them. All right, but, but I have that, seen that. That was. But I have seen that. Snake never had any cartoons, did it? Was it all uh, action? Ren and Stimpy was. Oh on Snake? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, there was Ren and Stimpy's Otter and Monsters was on Snick too, right? Oh yeah. I used to watch <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, and I've seen clips from Ren and Stimpy recently. Like that show was not made for kids. There was oh, some inappropriate not. stuff in Rin and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly used, disturbing. Yeah, I used to like go to our grandparents' house and watch that after <laughs> school. <laughs> there were hairy butts on there a lot. I feel like, yeah, and like yeah. the, the extreme close-ups of just like crusty eyes and like snot. Oh man, yeah. and butts and butts. Yeah, it was rough. Butts. <laughs> it, we we would use, we used to eat dinner as fast as possible. So that we could eat dinner before it started, because once it was on, I couldn't eat. You food. Couldn't. Yeah, makes sense. This is a bit of an aside, but I remember with Snick, the one thing that we do every Halloween was Snick or Treat, where you they would. I don't know how this worked. They call a random number. If you answered your phone and you said Snick or Treat, you won a cool prize. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the prize was a copy of Thirteen Dead in Drive, the board game. <laughs> Which was, a great, which was a great board game. We have that board game now, don't we? I, we found that somewhere. Well, I never, I think yeah, mom and dad finally just bought it for me because I wouldn't stop answering the phone with Snicker Treat. And like, uh, <laughs> is Mary there? <laughs> so finally just bought it for me. It's like, just stop saying that. Taylor, it's <laughs> April. The contest is over. Snicker Treat, though, right? Snicker Treat. <laughs> But uh, Riley, you really did. Uh, I know Family Guy is. I think that's one of those lightning rod things where like some people really love it, but there are some there are some haters of Family Guy out there too. Have you seen the special episode of Family Guy, like the hundredth episode? I think is what it was. And Seth MacFarlane like showed people who had never seen Family Guy episodes of Family Guy, and they didn't know that he was like the creator of the show. And they were like, "So, what do you think of Family Guy?" And all the people were like, "I hated it. Yeah. I would never show this to anyone ever. This was not funny. I didn't I- get it." I always liked Family Guy. I, I know did that too. I know that a lot of people and you now and we really did. It was inappropriate how young you were when we started showing yeah. you. Oh, I mean, Family I remember Guy. Christmases where I would get copies of the the DVDs of Family Guy. Mm. Uncle Michael was the one who started that. Yeah, Scampy Mike. He, yeah, Scampy Mike. He had them all on DVD and started showing you those mm-hmm. when you were visiting over there one day. Mm-hmm. And then it was too late. You loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um let's talk about cartoons now. Because I feel like that's like half the show, right? Is that, mm-hmm. am, I, am I correct? Yeah, the, the now. Um, the now. Uh, that's the, the, the 90s me. that are now. That's the, the snake n- eating itself. We are we are all, all is one. Now is then, then is now. That's the, that's the Rilo part. <laughs> Forever um, as always. <laughs> uh, so I actually don't watch a lot of cartoons now, but I feel like all the cartoons I watch now have like some sort of plot behind them. Like they're mm-hmm. not just like you can watch an episode 
whenever any episode of any season. Like, I feel like these are, like, you could, but there's also kind of a backstory. Like I what? feel like that's different. Like, give us like, some Like, um, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Um, Super true. Uh-huh. Um, what's the, uh, uh, Gravity Falls, um, um, Over the Garden Wall, stuff like that. Like, it's, uh, you could watch it, and it's like a cute cartoon, and it's funny, but then also storyline. And and Adventure Time seems to have, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say, I've seen like one episode ever. What? I love Adventure Time. I know. I knew you guys were going to be incredulous. I, I know. Have, I have a Finn onesie, and Taylor has a Jake onesie. It's true. <laughs> I feel like I missed that moment. I don't know if it was... There, okay, sisters, there's this hole in my life that is represented by med school mm-hmm. where anything that happened, I just don't know. Okay, Sydney, how long have you been out of medical school? So it wasn't that long ago is what you're saying. I started watching the show within the past like two years. Well, there was residency too. I don't know. There's this, there's this medical education kind of sucks away I don't away hear a reason. I a hear while. an excuse. It is an excuse. Yeah. Well, and Sid, you got to get back in with it because the cartoons today are so good. They are. Like, they, they are like, yeah, they have so much heart to them. Like, they're, they're, and I think it's be cartoons that are being made by people that grew up in our generation that had these cartoons that like always had that weird gray area of like, this could be for an adult. This doesn't have to be for a kid. And they're just taking that to the next level of making yeah. like, well like good dialogue like good writing like suspenseful like people that grew up with all these teenage cool cartoon shows and also anime which is you know worth mentioning it's huge impact i think on on the generations making stuff now but there's Mm -hmm. so much good stuff out there rick and morty oh my god that show i love rick and morty you got me into that show tay yeah that was exactly what I was going to ask, Tay, if you think, because I feel like you have a little bit of extra insight on this. <laughs> My degree is in cartooning. We've well, just... <laughs> a doctor of cartooning. I am a professional cartooner. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. This, I feel like you have some insight here that I remember you telling me when we were younger and you because you introduced me to anime. Really? I mean, I, I mean, I watched Sailor Moon, but other than that, everything else I knew about about anime was because of you. Uh uh, you told me once, you know, in Japan, adults watch cartoons all the time. <laughs> and I remember you saying that and me thinking, wouldn't that be weird yeah. <laughs> if everybody if everybody watched cartoons? But now everybody does. And you're right. Adults do. And I, I wonder how much of that is because of people exactly your age and, and from your and, and my generation who grew up with this influence of anime and then thinking, why isn't everybody here watching this same kind of great stuff? Why aren't we creating this same kind of great stuff for, you know, our our culture? Yeah. I've also kind of noticed, and I don't know, I've never watched anime other than some Sailor Moon. I don't know if this kind of may be from that, but um, uh, I've noticed in a lot of more recent cartoons that kind of characters are going through things that become permanent throughout the rest of the series. Like in some cartoons, like a character could like, you know, you know, get their arm cut off or get their leg cut off and the next episode is totally fine it's back but there's a lot of like long-lasting um effects to things mm-hmm. i mean most of the time they end up getting resolved but it still lasts throughout a few episodes or a few seasons mm-hmm. and i don't know if maybe that's like is that an, is that a thing in anime like it's not just like a character you know falls from a hundred story building and, and survives like they die well no i mean it's like yeah like it's there it's not episodic it's not i mean you know you don't have a storyline that begins and ends in the half an hour segment of a cartoon. You have things that keep going that have like long resolve on them or permanently, mm-hmm. you know, permanently alter the storyline. And I think that that's just, that is, 
a thing that in the past maybe the idea of the people making the cartoons like look at looney tunes i love looney tunes but it's it's ultra violence nothing has long-term impacts on anything it's just like it's fun goofy bright colors and music in front of kids to keep them occupied and now i think we're raising our expectations for what kids and mm-hmm. and and adults also watching uh you know can follow that's they're they're being written more on the, like less on this idea of like eh, it's a throwaway show for kids and more like oh this is entertainment in any form yeah that's really interesting because i think you know you talk about that there's still repercussions so it's like a through line it's a through storyline mm-hmm. which wasn't even true with when you think about something like south park which was a cartoon very mm-hmm. much for adults you know um where kenny died every episode that's true yeah i mean that was but, the whole thing yeah but then was back the next one right um but i think maybe when you think about like a lot of these things we cited as the early examples of cartoons for older people the way they broke into the adult market was through stuff that was clearly not for kids so like we're not going to make this ambiguous this has sex or violence or nudity or profanity or something or some sort of theme that you're not going to want a kid to see so it's very like because it's so crude it couldn't be for kids it has to be for adults maybe that was the easiest in and then all of a sudden we all accept like that begins to permeate the culture like okay now we accept that sometimes adults watch cartoons and then once you've got that door open you can start sliding smarter things in it okay Mm -hmm. now how about instead of a butt joke (laughs) (laughs) like how about we talk about i don't know father-daughter relationships i don't know something (laughs) something more intense you know what i mean like we slide something in that door once it's open to adults and we've accepted that we can turn a cartoon on and we don't have to go oh that's for kids right a lot more can come through that door well that's an interesting way of thinking about it because i do think it's it's less about like they're you know cartoons for kids and they're kind of dumb and then things for adults are are smart it's like i think in the past maybe cartoons have always been dumb whether they're whether they're for adults and they have you know inappropriate content or they're for kids they're lowbrow quote unquote and i sure i think that probably we're in a we're in a really awesome golden age of animation right now i feel like in in what's coming out of america where we're making shows that have heart and they have content and they they are not i would say lowbrow experiences at all they're smart which is awesome yeah, uh, I don't know. I I know Sydney. You've seen it. I'm pretty sure Taylor. You've seen Over the Garden Wall. Oh yeah, I watched um, it with Sid. Yeah, yeah. It was just a ten episode little mini series on Cartoon Network, but it was like there were some parts of it where I got like sad, mm-hmm. like cried, like it had deep moments. But it was also super cute mm-hmm. and super funny. And there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, candy camouflage. There's some candy <laughs> on your pants. <laughs> And like there's a little boy, there's a little boy wearing a teapot on his head. But still, oh, that show is so good. It's so good and it's so cute and so funny. But it also has like a good storyline and and deep, sad, emotional parts. And a song about potatoes and, and molasses. And a song about potatoes and molasses that mm-hmm. I can play on my ukulele. Oh, upload that <laughs> YouTube that. video, please. Which which is nice too. The thing I liked about it too is Charlie would watch it. So the idea that yeah. there could be something not just palatable to adults, which a lot of the things that I have found now as a parent, they'll be like, well, this cartoon's a little better because it's as an adult, it's not so painful. And there, that's quite literal. Well, I guess it's not painful. That's the best <laughs> I can say. But watching something like Over the Garden Wall was truly delightful for me. Yeah. And then Charlie liked it too. So bonus, we can watch something together because yeah. it's smart enough and cool enough and then also visually 
stimulating enough, mm-hmm. you know, to be enjoyable across the ages, as opposed to just something like, well, I guess I'm not going to scream having to watch this again, which yeah. is, I mean, that's how I feel about some of, when I think about cartoons that are for Charlie for kids now, right? some of them, it's just, I, I oh. yeah, I'm just trying not to, you know, what? put my head through a window. <laughs> I think there was always a desire to make, like, I, I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. This is more for at least, this was for kids cartoons, but like, when I was a kid, things like Animaniacs and like Tiny Toons, all of the, the Warner Brother productions at the time had occasional questionable adult humor in them. And I mm-hmm. felt like like when you go back and you watch those things now, it's like things were kind of put in there just like, oh, are you stuck watching cartoons with your kids? Here's an inappropriate joke. No, <laughs> it's a Bill Clinton reference. Your eight-year-old's not going to get this. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we slid this in just just for you just like, like to like, commiserate with you <laughs> the, the, the parents are sitting back there watching not really paying attention they hear it and they look up and they're like that for me that's me that's a little thing thanks. for me but now i think it's like we actually are making cartoons that can be completely enjoyable for your kids and for the parents watching them which yeah. it's hopefully that's less painful for you guys which i mean and, well and it is because it's it, part of it has been we actually justin and i actually enjoy some of these cartoons more than charlie Mm. so it's us trying to (laughs) like hey you don't want to watch i don't want to name any of the cartoons that i don't like i don't don't want to sit here and slam cartoons that we don't enjoy but don't watch that instead why don't we watch gravity falls together oh i love gravity (laughs) i love gravity falls i could watch that over and over again um i still haven't seen how it ends so i I, yeah i don't know how i'm clueless i can't spoil that for you because I don't know. It did make me think that if we have another little girl, I should name her Mabel. That is a good I mean, name. I did give you that idea. You did. I you did. did. Um, um, but that, but yeah, I've tried to tried to force her to watch more of that with me because I love it. And Justin, all the time, I, I have heard him so many times say, Charlie, don't you want to watch Steven Universe again? Oh, Justin loves Steven Universe. <laughs> That's one of his favorite shirts to wear. It's a little... Yeah. Red shirt with a yellow star on it. I see him wear that all the time. But Justin you know, has Justin has that Steven Universe <laughs> shirt. I have to say that Justin has a Steven Universe shirt, which is I know that's what it's from. It's very cute. It's a red shirt with a yellow star on it. And the first time my our, our dad saw him wearing it, <laughs> he waited till Justin was out of the room, and then he went, "Does Justin have a Hardy's shirt on?" <laughs> <laughs> just loves <laughs> that's great i would i you know i could see little justin looking like steven universe I, I, that's what i like that justin just always in casual steven universe cosplay <laughs> I mean, steven universe just wears that shirt with the star on it and khakis no, that's it. khaki shorts and like i've seen justin wearing that exact outfit before and kind of looks like a little an older version of steven universe i, I can see it i think he connects a little bit to steven universe oh. that, that's uh, a, yeah that I, is it oh, that, yeah it's a great show, though. It's got such, like, different kind of characters on it. I mean, you know, not, not to get on a soapbox, but it's cool to have, like, competent, multi-layered female cartoon characters. Because, mm-hmm. as I've mentioned mm-hmm. before, that was the thing that, that drew me to anime, was that you had so more, so many more of those. But I feel like people have really embraced... The, the fandom for Steven Universe is intense. And, uh, and actually, I follow some of the designers for that show on, like, on Tumblr and whatnot. And... I, uh, who is it like Rebecca Sugar? I don't know if Natasha mm-hmm. Allegri is related to that, or maybe she was Adventure Time. But they like make their love for Sailor Moon very clear in their like fan art and stuff. <laughs> so it's like I feel like ah, you're my people. That's why you made this cool show. Well, and I love what that show does. You, you mentioned multi-layered female characters, but in general with gender, 
the the fluidity of gender. That's um, that totally true. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember the one, the couple examples. One with Amethyst when she's a professional wrestler. Did you guys see that episode? No, I've actually never seen the show. She, I know I know of the show and the characters, but I've never seen the show. So in this in that one, this this you know usually presented as female character very much seems to be presented as a male character as a wrestler. Um, but it's just very fluid. It's just, this is still yeah. amethyst. It, and, is, it, uh, it continues to be. And I, I love that, 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 you know, and then Garnet. Yeah. Is a, is a whole other, you know, her whole story. Oh, right. How she is the two combined. She's yeah. two people combined. She's two women mm-hmm. combined because, you know, that when, I guess, instead of like getting married or being in love, they combine into one person, mm. which is a beautiful, oh, that's a beautiful yeah. well, and, know, and Steve metaphor it, anyway. And oh, nice. yeah. Well, and Steven does the same thing with his, like, female, yeah, sort of girlfriend, best female friend character, and they become, like, a, a, a female-presenting, you know, combination, and it's not treated like this weird thing. It's just part of his discovery of his powers and, you know, what the gems are, and it's really cool. Like, it's got a lot of ideas that are not presented as anything outlandish. They're just, they make sense in the universe, and they also kind of give kids good good ideas like more more open representation in that show i think it's great exactly i love that i love removing the all the things that our society in particular in our culture has layered upon what gender is and what female means and what mm-hmm. male means it takes all that away and mm-hmm. and presents it at a very raw level that will send messages to kids that you're not even understanding you're getting which mm-hmm. is which is really the way to talk about this stuff at that level which is that you know everybody's okay this is all normal everybody's okay there is no normal everything's normal there is it's all okay and i think i might be wrong i think steven universe is also one of the first shows to be completely created by women oh is it oh that's cool I think on Cartoon Network, at least one well, of the first yeah. cartoons on the tidbit yeah. Riley over there. I know. Are you stealing my thunder? Stealing Taking my tidbit thunder. I don't have any conspiracy theories about that one. Because are you I sure that's not a conspiracy theory? <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think you're. I think that cartoons today are. You're exactly right. They're a lot smarter than I feel like they used to be. Um, they're a lot more enjoyable for all of us, and they're telling much more interesting stories than they used to be allowed to. I think as cartoons right. to tell. Yeah, um, and which is fun, I think, for all of us because we like watching cartoons. That's right, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you know, the, the the talent level, like the, it's, they're not. You get good writers and 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 good designers because it's being it's being given more respect, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it was nice because I remember when I was first pregnant with Charlie, thinking, well, I guess there's always Sesame Street. That'll be okay. I'll have Sesame Street. <laughs> And thinking like that would be the only thing I would ever be comfortable because I, I love Sesame Street, which is not a cartoon, of course, but I do love Sesame Street and mm-hmm. I think it's great for her and it's great for me and I, I it's always fun. Because you I, need help with your letters sometimes. Sometimes I forget my letters <laughs> and <laughs> it helps me out. But there's so much more now than Sesame Street, mm-hmm. which I didn't, I did not predict. What about that Yo Gabba Gabba? That's not a cartoon, but that's definitely mm-hmm. a show for kids. But it gives me nightmares. I say it is so freaky and weird that I kind of love it. Like <laughs> that's definitely not made for me. <laughs> but <laughs> Taylor, like, after one or two old fashions, little little yo gabba gabba, I'm like yes. <laughs> Taylor, I feel like you probably may have seen this. Uh, it's not a cartoon. It's like puppets. Like it's kind of like Sesame Street, and it's a YouTube thing oh. that is definitely not for kids. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Um, don't, don't hug, hug me. me. I'm scared. scared. Yes. It is. 
so it starts out so pleasant and so delightful. Like you think it's going to be a children's cartoon, and then it is the thing that nightmares are made of. Absolutely. Well, that sounds like someday, Riley, I'm going to re-show you Wonder Shows on. And oh, remind you yeah. that I showed you that when you, you were a little kid. You used to show me that all the time, and I used to what? request that. That's so I used wrong. to request I watching know. that, and I have seen clips of it um, recently because it's in like the suggested for after Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Um, and I'm like, oh, I used to watch that show, and then I see it, and I'm like, oh, I used to watch that show. That <laughs> I blame Justin. Super bad. Oh, Although, man. to be fair, part of our rationale was you told me once. That you wanted to watch the South Park movie when you were really little. Yeah. And I said, oh, we can't watch that, honey. There's no way mom and dad would let you watch that. Mm -hmm. And you said, they already showed it to me. I've already seen it. Mom, let me watch it. That is true. And it was a lie. Oh. (laughs) It was a lie. But you told it and I believed you. And I showed you (laughs) the South Park movie when you were, I don't even know how old you would have been. You were little. Way too little to be watching that. Because you told me mom let you watch it. Great sistering. (laughs) Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm better at parenting now. I guess, I, I don't know. It's not a cartoon, but Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is definitely terrifying, but it also has a storyline that is very confusing, but makes you think about it real hard and also makes me want to watch it a bunch of times over again so I can like figure out what it's all about, but then I just get scared and have to stop. I was going to say, I, I've, I've watched it all once. I don't know if I would ever say I want to watch it a bunch of times to understand it. Because like, I feel like I need to cry in a corner after I yeah. watch that show. There's just like recurring themes and characters and just so many conspiracy theories. Oh. But if you think, what were you going to say, Ty? Oh, no, I just didn't know there was a conspiracy theory with Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. There <laughs> is. Oh, wow. There can there be is. no dark underlying thing to that. The dark is right on top. <laughs> it's on the surface. It's all dark. Well, and if you think you're too cool for cartoons, go check out some of these ones we've been talking about. Yeah. I'm so excited for the new season of Rick and Morty. I know it premieres sometime this year. Uh, Over the Garden Wall, I want there to be a second season of that. I don't know where I heard there was going to be a second season, but I want there to be a second season. And if you haven't seen that, go watch it right now. It's very good. It's on Netflix. Well, um, thank you, sisters, as always. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I never say you're welcome, but if you're saying thank you. For, For joining me in this conversation about cartoons. Thank you to our listeners. You are all amazing, wonderful, beautiful people. And we can't say thank you enough. Yes. Um, The Facebook group, uh, if you are not a member of it, please consider joining it. It is filled with love and positivity and all kinds of amazing things that I feel like have far transcended anything we could we could claim responsibility for. Yeah, Absolutely. I've kind of lost track of how much has come out of that. So I can't we can't take responsibility for most of no, that. It is it is so much bigger and more amazing and, and beautiful than I don't I don't even know. It's like it's like it's like a we're not worthy moment when you guys are just awesome <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, if you have the time, um, send us an email. It's still buffering at maximumfun.org. Tweet at us at stillbuff. Uh, if you do have a second to rate and review us on iTunes, we always appreciate that. Uh, if you want a jumbotron, if you would like to send a message to somebody that you love, hopefully or, or like, or at least are friendly with, don't send anything mean. Are there any rules? Like we won't break up with anybody over still yeah. buffering. <laughs> we just we draw the line somewhere, guys. Uh, but if you would like to, to <laughs> take out a jumbotron message on our show. Uh, maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron write a song and riley will sing it she's i will or rap it um you know what i haven't offered that yet but i'm getting so desperate to sing a song i'll rap it 
I'll bring my ukulele. I will sing it. I will do anything. I and, think uh, that anybody that does do the Jumbotron, Riley, you just translated into a rap song <laughs> moving forward. All oh. Jumbotrons from now on are <laughs> raps slash songs. Yeah. You know, you'd be taking over in a proud tradition. Griffin McElroy used to write jingles for everybody they did ads for. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, I know. You right. Can you imagine having to do that on the fly? I could never. Very stressful. He's very talented. Um, <laughs> thank you. Well, he is... Speaking He's of really good speaking that, of the McRoy brothers, there are other Maximum Fun shows you can check out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> many, many have McRoys, not all of them. A lot of them. There do. are a lot of amazing shows that don't have McRoys as well. But if you like the McRoys, there are a lot of there's them. There's my brother, my brother, and me. There's the Adventure Zone. There's Schmanners, Sawbones with Sydney. Yes, there is that one. Uh, there's there's many others there's, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's a new show, not a Maximum Fun show, but a new show with our dad on it. And Scampy Mike, or Uncle Michael, court appointed. It's on iTunes. Go check that out. It's very funny. Check out MaximumFun.org for all of our other wonderful, some of them not including McRoy shows, um, (laughs) like Jordan Jesse Go and One Bad Mother and Can I Pet Your Dog and uh, so many amazing shows. So Judge John Hodgman, check those out. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to the novellas. Yes. For the use of our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. Yes. Uh, this has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. <laughs> and I was too. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.